Long-time listener, first-time participant. You never, um, did you ever jump on, like, when it was a phone pod? I, the day? I may have, yeah, back in, yeah, not too many times. It's a new regime now, though. We're on a, we're, it's a different Yeah, volume. this is fancy. Yeah. This is like, we yes. We a This is the Blue Testament to the Daily News, the old Daily News. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Ben is in town from Chicago, where he resides. So let's do a little intro. We intro everyone else that comes on here. Yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, let's see. I grew up in Kansas City, Olathe specifically, for my whole life, uh, save for one year where I lived in Europe, my freshman year of high school. Uh, this was uh, 20, not in 2009, 2010, and that is where I became a soccer fan. I uh, went to a couple of... Uh, European soccer matches, which were ju- which was just a ball. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you went this long without mentioning Poland. It's Poland. That's yeah. your that, that, yes, your Poland. favorite league and all that. You, yeah, you, you <laughs> just kept saying Europe instead of specifically Poland. I yes, you specifically Poland, over. Gdansk, Poland. Um, and it I was think he pronounced that right. <laughs> <laughs> sounded right. I yeah. yeah, if you say it confidently enough, it sounds right. <laughs> there <you go>. um, <laughs> And it was there that I became a soccer fan, came home to the United States in the middle of the World Cup. My first game back was Landon Donovan's Algeria goal. Go, go, USA! Oh, the goosebumps every single time. And so, uh, and so I was always a fan of the Wizards, but that's when I started following them closely. Next year after that, I... Um, they changed to Sporting Kansas City. I got really invested, started writing for what was then known as the Daily Wiz. Um... And how did that happen? How did you start that? They put out a call for writers, and I, at the time, wanted to be a sports reporter. And so I sent in a uh, thing that I had, a sample that I had done for Bleacher Report, and um, they liked me. And so I started uh, doing some writing, some basic game recaps. And then for a while, um, you know, a lot of turnover. And so I was doing pretty much everything for a while. And then um, I was a little salty when. (laughs) <laughs> uh, when uh, after a couple of managerial changes, I'd put my name in to be the manager of the site, and then this dude named Thad Bell uh, it becomes the <laughs> new manager. <laughs> um, and uh, five years later, here we are. Yeah, Ben's the only person that's been here longer than me with mm. the site, and obviously he's like the guy I always go to to like make sure we're doing stuff right. Mm-hmm. The three mm. oldest members in the studio this evening. That's true. Yeah, there was a time yeah. when it was just us three on the site. Yeah. And then uh, so I uh, – um, How did we do anything? 
If it was just us three, how do we ever write anything? Um, well, grit, determination. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. one thing I noticed, though, is you mentioned you like wrote for Bleacher Report. That, yeah. Like, that's like the minor leagues for moving up to SB Nation. It really is. Fan sided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bleacher Report, all yeah. those. They're just like a minor leagues. For exactly. It's uh, I, I was basically on the on the Swope Park Rangers, and as so as I got I, called up. As much as I want that to be true, Bleacher Report is pretty legit. It didn't used to be. It didn't used to be. Yeah. But Bleacher it, Report is they, pretty they, legit. They, they let a 15-year-old write <laughs> whatever I wanted. So, so did SB Nation. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. <laughs> d- d- don't look up any articles of mine from like 2013 or before. They're they're, they're trash. <laughs> if I remember right, you didn't just write about soccer, though. Yes, I used to write a ton about WWE. <laughs> oh no! I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I was looking for a way to practice my writing, and so, and I was a pretty big wrestling fan at the time, and so I wrote, or w, uh, the WWE section on Bleacher Report, and then uh, nice. there was an, there was another website that I migrated to where a bunch of us for Bleacher Report wrote, and so I kind of uh, stopped watching, grew out of it. I'll, I'll, I can still understand a lot of the references that people make on Twitter <laughs> Monday nights, so uh, whenever Monday Night Raw is on. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. And then, uh, yeah, so then I uh, went to DePaul University in Chicago and uh, was a journalism major for two years covering our horrid men's basketball team and our really good women's basketball <laughs> team. Um, and then uh, decided I wanted to do public relations instead. I went and was an intern for the Chicago Fire for a season, uh, 2016, and that was super fun. Uh, I didn't know that – I didn't know you had abandoned – that you weren't – Still wanting to go into journalism? Not really. I didn't like, you know, I, I just found it wasn't for me. I was getting burnt out and I was really, you know, the more I was doing it, the more I was getting burnt out, the more I was realizing I do not want to do this for a career. Right. And so uh graduated DePaul and uh, now work a nine to five job up in Chicago doing communications for the Jesuits up there. And it's it's really good. So now I am full-time resident of Chicago for the time being at least. Very nice. Yeah. And uh you came in town just for this game? Uh mostly to see family. The game happened to happened to be at the right time. Yeah, which was very nice uh, cuz last couple times I've come to see family, um there has been a game. So, it was very nice to be here for the game. Although it wasn't the best game to see. Definitely not the best game. The last game, so this was the first Sporting KC game I've been to. Um, at home in about three seasons. It wasn't even Children's Mercy Park last time. But I do remember the last game. The last game. Yes, tell us. What was that last it game? It was the Paulo Nagamura Sporting Kansas City Vancouver game, the 4-3 win in which Sporting KC scored three goals in the last 15 minutes of the match to oh, win. Oh, Paulo. Oh, Paulo. Where was – we need him today. We needed something this evening. Mm-hmm. We Let's we uh, just jump into that. Where we do we – We got Busio. Yeah, yeah. So let's Busio was a positive. Let's try to end with positives. Okay. But start with the positive, end with the positive. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mention I'm it pretty and positive. Then, and then we'll go on to the we'll <laughs> sandwich it in with the bad. So I not sure where to begin this podcast, but I, I suppose after this game we should start with the d- defense. It seems as though the major worry has always been about the striker. Mm-hmm. But then after this game, after the last few games, it's um, a little worrying. Yeah, there was a um, a guy in our um, recap that uh, the uh, esteemed Robert Russell wrote. Oh. Uh, 
in the recap uh, saying that maybe a striker isn't our biggest need. Maybe it is defensive depth, and especially with a more gone. Um, tonight, we um, uh, talking to Tim Miele afterwards. He seems to think that you know everyone's playing hard, and we're just getting burnt on the counters. And I kind of disagree with that. It looked the, the Sporting Casey looked very disjointed tonight, especially yes. Beasley and Apara. And maybe it's just a rhythm thing that they need to get back in. Um, but there were. Several bad mistakes. I, I put the first goal really on Opar's oh. shoulder, and and he was just dominated by Barrios all night. Yeah, those there was mistakes everywhere, and it was just there wasn't the one play that seemed to go right was Gerso's goal, and literally oh. every everything other than that, even the passes that were completed passes mm-hmm. weren't didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. They almost were intercepted, and or the someone had to take an extra step that out of their stride or. Nothing was on point, like not one part of this. Mm-hmm. And or the pass was a bad touch when they got the pass. Or, mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Every single part of it just seemed, like you said, Ben, disjointed. But, yeah, Ike, we have to talk about Ike. That, I mean, that first goal is so bad. Mm-hmm. Two minutes before that goal happened, Allie's sitting there, and she's like, um, how tall is this person out there? Like, how mm-hmm. tall is this dude running around? We looked it up. He's 5'2", the same size as her, basically. <laughs> and... So we're, like, sitting there, like, talking shit, like, laughing at him, like, oh, professional player. And then this dude kind of, kind of won a header on Ike Opara. I, I don't even know. I think he beat him. Yeah, I don't know how you, like, describe that play, but <laughs> th- this dude was at Ike's hip and came out of there with the ball somehow. Mm. It yeah. was bad. It was yeah. very bad. Well, and it wasn't even that one play. It was the whole game. How is a 5-2 guy putting Opara in his pocket the whole game? I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because soccer is not about size. That play, though, that play, that first goal, that should have been about size. <laughs> it sh- and, should have been about and size. And that one didn't. And I'm trying to remember, though, um, did Ike actually head the ball in towards Tim? I mean, so I thought Ike got ahead on the ball. I, I need to see replay because so I think it did hit Ike's head. Yeah. And it dropped basically in the path for the Dallas player. No, I mean I, I had a different view and I never got to see replays and stuff. I think like it that, hit so. his head, but he missed his attempt. <laughs> it was it was a bad attempt. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh that was that one was a really bad play. Perhaps he, but he did some stick him on that bald head. Yeah. He did he got burned by that five mm-hmm. two Barrios yeah. the whole freaking game. So I'm watching the highlight right now, and it looks like I the, the, it, it wasn't more that uh Barrios um, beat Ike for the header. It's Ike misjudged it completely. Oh, yeah. Um, and Barrios was good enough to see that where it was gonna deflect, and then he was open to poacher's goal. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by it, the way, scored three of them this game. Mm-hmm. His first three on the season. Yeah, how many? How many games has he played this season? I don't know, but good lord, his oh, first three, and then the floodgates opened. First goal, and then the flood one. Floodgates opened. Mm-hmm. Not good. That just has his head down over there. He's speechless. Actually, that's what pretty much how Ike was in the locker room after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he briefly spoke to somebody and then basically had a towel over his head. So I didn't even have the heart to go ask him a question, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks trying to get, trying to ask questions after games like this. Nobody wants to talk. <laughs> and even when they do, I mean, it's just. What are you gonna say? We sucked. I mean, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we did talk to Tim just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tim had one bad mistake. 
He got megged for the one goal. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, but and now I'm gonna like just put a different spin on it for just a second, just because I won't ha- always have to do that. If Tim stops that one goal, it's a two-two game. Late comeback to tie the game, and we go, oh hey, that, at least that's a better result than the past few games. And yeah. oh, you know, lots of possession, lots of opportunities, blah blah blah. If he stops that one goal that he got nutmegged on. Do we look at this as, oh, well, it was better? Or do we just go, oh, this game still sucks. We don't even know we got a point. I I don't think we look at it any better. When the game was tied at one-to-one, I'm still sitting there like, they look horrible. Yeah. They they look terrible. Uh, I think they looked better coming out of the locker room in the second half for about the first 15 minutes leading up to that goal. And then after that, Dallas took it away. And I think, um, to your point, that... I think it, I think we'd be having a different discussion if Sporting KC had not looked so bad the past five six games, um, and even the last game that they won, Houston, they were down early. I mean, it took yeah. a it took a comeback, and so you know everyone's scared. It's the swoon, the dreaded swoon, registered trademark. I mean, it's undeniably officially here, like because the the swoon, it's undeniable. Well, it's early though. It is. I know, but so I they obviously could still turn this around and secure a home playoff game. You know, they could still do turn this around very easily, mm-hmm. but the swoon happened. Like I, as much as I don't want to admit it, like it happened right mm-hmm. on right on schedule. Like, yeah, even a little bit early. It's like yeah, a, a, a snowstorm in uh, or snow in October. It's like you know, it's early, but it's coming. It's a yeah. creamy swoon. Yeah, <laughs> and this one. I was I was very easily dismissing and brushing aside the last games, but this one is hard to swallow with mm-hmm. the, the midfield back. Uh, the two center backs mm-hmm. have returned, and it just uh, it yeah. oh this was this one was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, and now it gets into a conversation about rhythm because we we talked to Felipe after the game, and he's not fully fit. He's still feeling a little bit of pain, and uh, he's not ninety minutes fit yet, and so that played a huge Clearly. role in it. Yeah. Um, Oh, he, was, he was like a almost offended though when you said he was tired. Like, can't you kind of yeah. said it? And yeah, I was like, I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm not. I, tired. I said it's down here problem. Not tired. I'm not tired. It's not bedtime yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I when I left the stadium, I asked if anybody had any questions and or things we should discuss tonight. And um, Nathan Martin tweeted at me uh, that. It's not really a question, but more of a note. KC's allowed multiple goals in five of Gutierrez's six starts. The only shutout was Madrandis for a start at left back. Uh, talking about Gutierrez, he's a quality player, but he's not a possession guy, and he plays high up the field, so he leaves a big gap for teams to transition from. When he's playing the 10 spot-ish, because mm-hmm. I, like I said, we don't really have a true 10 with him in there, but he does. He's way up there, and that's one reason those counters were happening early in the season. They kind of started to get it locked down, and then he got hurt. I know, and then now is another. Now it's another game where they're figuring out how to play with him back in there again. Is he just not the right guy for that spot? Maybe we should move him to center forward. No. <laughs> how about center back? No, I want him right where he is, pulling the strings. I know he disappeared at times tonight, but. Um, I don't I think, think there's a player out there that didn't disappear tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Jalen Lindsay was the best one on the field, but mm-hmm. even I mean he's a an outside back. Dis- like just by default, they disappear in games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I thought Zusi did well. Um, 
Mm-hmm. He has some I, really bad moments too, though. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have a different angle when I'm down shooting versus being up there watching the game. It's a little bit different seeing how things work because um, I don't get to see the positioning as well yeah. and some of the replays and stuff. I thought like a lot of the one-on-one stuff that I saw Zussi do, I thought he did well. Yeah. Um, he looked slow at times. Yeah, everybody did. That, that was... That, I that, know, and that's... It, it, yeah, it's been 10 days since their last I game. Know. Why is that's everyone a, looking so slow? That's I, a very good know, point. I understand Felipe looking slow. I understand the center backs looking slow. They're all come back from injuries. I don't understand Zussi looking slow. I don't understand Ilya looking slow. It was it, it was it was disappointing. We talked about this in the podcast last week that it's mm-hmm. you know we're all so ready that everyone's rested, players are coming back. This should just it should all come together. I kind of feel like that's the pr- sporting is like the um, opposite team of what you would expect, right? So, Always. So if they get like two oh weeks of rest, they come out and look rusty and tired, right? If they play back to back to back to back to back kind of games. They look like okay. They just keep going. You know, you got to plug some guy in every once in a while for somebody hurt. It's just like they're just the I'm opposite glad team. They I'm play, glad I have backup on that. They play a a low team. There you go. That's like what I was Minnesota, about to bring and they Minnesota looks freaking good. Then they play Atlanta. And then they and go they, to Atlanta and in Atlanta, and they win the damn game. I know. It's I know. I've I've ranted about this on this pod before, and mm-hmm. that it's exactly right. They're, yeah. they're they play they're, to their opponents. Mm-hmm. They. I don't know. Every time you think there's a game where it's like, oh, we're going to get rocked here. We're not set up to win this. Then some bench player comes and does something great, and they pull out a result. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's like what happens to sporting is the bench player, you know, it, it, the backup keeper that's like, you know, gives up a goal every game or something, mm-hmm. comes in and shuts down, right. you know, 47 shots or something. Um, or the guy comes off the bench for his third game ever and scores a hat trick. Or, mm-hmm. It's they're just a contrarian, contrarian team. Like you, whatever you expect, they do the opposite. Just when they're on the roll, everybody is like, "Oh, we're gonna win the supporter shield." Everybody except Thad says that, <laughs> and then boom, they have the swoon early. Now that everybody's fully entrenched in the swoon. Now they'll go on a run. Mm-hmm. Now they've got plenty of time to make up the mm-hmm. yeah. Who's next, by the way? What game is next? Yeah. Um, let me look it up. I we don't look that far ahead. Usually. We should know that. I think it's Portland, maybe? At Portland, right? No, it's Houston. Oh, God. Yeah, let's see. Play I... Houston again? Yeah, I'm I'm tired of Houston, honestly. I've been playing them a lot lately. Put them in the USL. So, Agreed. Yeah. we haven't talked about Beesler yet. Everyone else in the back line has been mentioned, except for Beesler, who, just like Ike, had... Mm-hmm. Some very troubling moments and passes that made me face palm. Yeah, uh, especially the passes, and uh, and which is really uncharacteristic for Beesler. He's always really good at positioning, really good at passing. So I wonder if it's just him coming. Like, how many games has he been back for now? Um, I almost feel like he should. How many games has he been back for? This is yeah. his first that one. Was the oh, first that was one the first back. one, yeah. yeah. For both him and Opara. Okay. So, uh, I mean, again, if we're if we're taking the kind mm-hmm. view is that both of those guys just came back off of injury, mm-hmm. maybe they're not 100% fit because, quite honestly, your next candidate right now to play center back is uh, Didich, 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 mm-hmm. whatever the right pronunciation is. Um, 
Amir. So that's your next candidate to play center back other than Graham Smith, who is probably in the doghouse with Amore. Mm. We think. Yeah. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he's not, but. Mm -hmm. And and at least we have, you know, several seasons worth of Opara and Beasler's body of work to know this isn't their top performance. We're we are able to give them the benefit of the doubt, and, and we've seen Ike have some bad stretches and come out of it. Come mm-hmm. out of it, yeah. Early in the season, he was not his best, mm-hmm. and yeah. he is playing bad. Like that should we don't need to like shy away from that. Like he he had played very poor t- tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, yeah, we don't need to shy away from it, but we also don't need to hammer the poor guy forever. But I mean, he's yeah. not playing. He did not play well. He's had some stretches. Quite honestly, I don't think he's played well all year. There's just some stretches where it didn't Not hurt his best, mm-hmm. and there was you know there was some times where it was better than than bad, but it was never his best. Mm-hmm. So, Agreed. But I still love Ike. Yeah, as do I. And it was only last year that he was Defender of the Year. So I, I think once he gets healthy, he will be back to normal, as will I think Beazler. But it really, really hurts in this game. Problem is, can we be confident of that? Which that kind of leads to that question of is the in this window is now a defender the biggest need instead of a number nine? Mm-hmm. Oh. They're scoring an average of two goals or close to two goals a game, mm-hmm. and Sporting has not ever been known for being the goal scoring team. They've been known for being a stalwart defensive defensive team. Again, I'm using a quote from somebody who tweeted at me. Uh, that's that's been the DNA of this team for years. Great goalkeeping, great defense. Are are we scoring more? Are we still scoring more in this slump because teams know the defense isn't as solid as it has been in the past and they're attacking more and leaving themselves open? Have teams figured out the style at this point and are exploiting it and sporting's exploiting it back a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the exact answer to that. Yeah. I also do think the attacking personnel is better this year, specifically By Johnny Russell. Yeah. I mean, a- after the first couple months of the season last year, Gerso pulled a Bayler and just disappeared for a good chunk of the season. Johnny Russell, you know, he disappears for some games, but he's usually back with a couple of, Really, really good games and really good appearances. Well, and yeah, I mean, Gerso was the offensive player of the year last year, and mm-hmm. now he only gets on the only gets a start when someone's hurt. So, mm-hmm. undeniably, he was offensive player of the year was there was nobody else. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Undeniably, this team is in a way better position going forward. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, people will hate on Crazé and all that stuff, but Chaloui, Russell, uh, Crazé. Rubio even, who's done well coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, three goals? And, and yeah, apparently only only off the bench. Well, and I don't know that he was horrible tonight. I just don't think that he linked up with anybody tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which you could say makes him horrible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He kept – and I know, like, from the press box where up high you can see things that a player on the field can't. But there's just so many times where he would – his first touch with like with his back to goal, he would roll the wrong way. It was just so many times like at the beginning of this game, his first touch or where he turned or where he looked was like the wrong 
for me, the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And it just, like you said, it just seemed like he wasn't quite linking up properly with everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we got to see Krause at center forward again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, again, I don't think he's actually bad there. It's mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. That he came in and he was he did provide a spark. Mm-hmm. Also, briefly, uh, Rubio, Rubio and uh, Shallowy switched, and Rubio was on the left, Shallowy was in the middle, mm-hmm. and then they switched back, and then Gerso and Shallowy switched. Mm-hmm. They were doing a lot of that up yeah. there, and, oh. and they do. That's I mean that's pretty normal that that yeah. happens throughout the game. I mean. There was a there was a long stretch there where Espinoza was the right back. Right, I Zussi saw that. was in the midfield. Uh, I mean, that was coming off of a set piece at one point, but it was just they have no problem maintaining that for a couple of minutes after. Yeah, a set piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sporting weird. We've talked about that before. <laughs> uh, total football. Okay, <clears throat> so we've covered the defense. Talked about Felipe. We kind of jumped ahead. You guys ruined my outline there. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, outline? We did <laughs> we talk a plan? about. Yeah, I thought we were I, just shooting the shit here. That's why I got here. That's why I left before all of you to get here, hmm. so we could just yeah. sit down and go. Yeah, I should have left with you. The liquor store wouldn't have been closed then. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we were. Yeah. Pl- uh, I was planning on bringing beer uh, for uh, Cody and I because I don't think that drinks. Um, but when I got to the liquor store, it had closed at 11 p.m. Because freaking Kansas, freaking right? Kansas. Where are my Missouri people at? Well, we never made it to Missouri. It was from the stadium to here. That's I know. I just I meant my <laughs> my Jackson Countyers will like to hate on my Johnson Countyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right, so what's next on your outline? Did we talk about? Well, we kind of talked about Rubio. Do we need to discuss that anymore? Should we just mm-hmm. make this? Well, yeah, I, the striker I, talk again. Well, we never answered the question: Did the defense become a higher priority in the transfer window than I, the the number nine? For me, no. For me, yes. I think we don't have enough enough depth, especially with a Morgan now. So okay, but so this is why I say no. I need you to explain yourself here. Okay. Are you saying you want? We need a. Sporting Kansas City needs a. New starting center back. I don't think they need a okay. new starting center back. Okay, but so that's my point. So okay. then I can't. I don't think that I could say we need a backup center back more than we need a striker. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That was I, that's how I that's how I landed on. I can that. get behind that. Um, you know, my preference would be to get both. Yeah. Well. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pretend this is a football manager and uh, there's no time limit. Right. Yeah. Thad, where are you at in this discussion? Yeah, I, I I'd like the both answer, but I know that can't be. The hey, you asked you asked a which one question, so we got to do that. I will. I will actually go with the center back right now. Mm-hmm. The reason a backup being, or a starter. A starting person who or a person who compete for the starting job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not just a guy who we know is just a backup, like uh, technically a more. We knew he was a backup, and maybe he could be a future guy if right if everything worked out, right? Mm-hmm. Graham Smith, we know he's a backup. Okay, mm-hmm. we need somebody who can say, "Yeah, hey, I'm capable of starting center back." You know, mm-hmm. two weeks from now, 
after I've learned what Ike's name is. Do you think that at the beginning of the season, that's why Brad Evans was brought in for like this exact scenario? Oh yeah, he's, he's on the team. But he <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, he's on the team. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think yeah. this exact scenario is why he was brought in, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it oops. is. <laughs> it is, and he's just not gotten healthy enough. Uh, mm-hmm. He's because he's played center back when he's played with Swope, mm-hmm. right? And he can do that, and I think he would be quite capable, except for the fact he's a touch slower. Mm-hmm. So he probably, if he's going to be out there, he probably needs to play with Ike, who has a little more speed than Bees and the the long stretch runs, at least, right? Um, so if he's going to be out there, he's probably that guy. And when he's played with Swope, he's alternated between looking really, really good and yeah, not so much. Hmm. So even if he was healthy, I'm not sure if he's quite up there. I know I had an argument with somebody on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and I didn't follow it up because I was too busy. But if Evans plays just one freaking game and fills in, for, I mean, if he like starts next week at center back and gives Ike or B's arrest and they win that game, then his two hundred thousand dollars salary is worth it. Yeah, he's making a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand of that is his locker room presence. So if he can if he can come in and contribute to three points on the season, then yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's earned the money. You know, they're like, Oh, that's two hundred thousand and he could sign for somebody else. But this is the he's in the salary cap, so that doesn't yeah. come out of sporting's pocket. That's right. just salary cap money. Right. So unless you were gonna specifically had somebody you could sign for that money or you know, then it's not wasted money. Exactly. If mm-hmm. he can if he can tr- I've watched – it's harder to watch practice now than it used to be, but the practices I've gotten to watch where Evans was in there, he has a great presence in there about how he does things and just the the little subtle – the way you turn with a ball and shield things and stuff like that. He is extremely good at that. Right. He just can't stay healthy right now. So it, if that's little that little presence, that little uh, experience, if he can pass that on to – you know, even the attackers that are trying to get by him, that's worth the money that was spent. We just, it's not going to be a tangible thing you're going to see. And it might show up, you know, next year have after, you know, Busio has played against this guy in practice. Yeah. Yeah. So center back we're uh, at least our squad here is landing on that center back is uh, more important. Yeah, I think so, if only because Sporting is still scoring a ton of goals. Now, tonight, it was a two-goal performance. The last one was just kind of a, you know, it was late stoppage time. You know, not that I don't count it, but they were outplayed the whole game, and they were frustrated the whole game. But, you know, they went up and scored two goals against a really good Red Bulls team. Um, And that, I mean, yeah. That kind of play, like that, could have happened multiple times throughout that game. That's true, and um, and you know Dallas is a really good defensive team. You know, Sporting had so many chances. Just what was the possession? We, I think stats? we are we sneaking into the positives here. Was it like sixty some odd, sixty something to forty? Let's see. Possession here. is what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I barely got to look at that earlier, because. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think I, I know we all fall into at one point or another is a team can sometimes play well and lose, mm-hmm. and sometimes a team can play bad and win, right? Yeah. Okay? If you looked at the stats and said how many shots did they have, how much possession did they have, and those things, I think sporting looked okay by the stats, right? Mm-hmm. 
They did 62% not. 62% possession okay. for Sporting. So if you look at it from that perspective, they did some good things against a very good team, and a team that is excruciatingly painful to play against because they will every single moment slow the ball down. Mm. Every single moment they will step like they will make sure they don't give you space to to start restart a ball. They will do every single thing. The freaking keeper sets the ball down on the line so that they have to like slow down and go mm-hmm. get the ball. Every single thing that they do is just excruciating slow. I don't know what soccer player in when they were 12 years old says I want to grow up, go play in a big stadium and not play the game. Yeah, I was I was getting really frustrated with that. It, They're today. like Manchester United. It's like a Jose Mourinho side. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even know if they're that bad at it. Dallas <laughs> is like like peak yeah. stall. And, yeah. you know, they Man, got that those... goal early, and they were, by the 27th minute or something, they were already stalling. They them. were stalling on those th- on a throw-in in, like, in like the 20th minute of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, again, I just don't know what kid that when they're, you know, playing for their youth club says, yeah, I want to grow up to go and be an MLS and not play when I'm standing on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think many. But somehow they keep doing it, and that it, it's frustrated sporting, I think. That uh-huh. was that may be part of why sporting was disjointed tonight, was that mm-hmm. style really drives them crazy. I mean, I saw Vermees just, like, you know, holding his head in his hand tonight. You know, like, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? These guys, they're not being punished by the ref. Mm-hmm. That's just craziness. And I know it sounds like wine age from Peter when he's like talks about that stuff sometimes, especially in a loss. But that was like frustrating early. And I was just like really hoping that there was going to be a 85th minute sporting goes ahead goal. And then they were going to be the ones that were mad about not having enough time left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as we, I feel like we've mentioned enough here. The team did play poorly. So can we talk about the bad refing now without sounding salty about it? Because there was there was one play that I mean well so the horrible horrible first touch from Kraze where he like oh, right where yeah. he <laughs> was on goal by himself and then his first touch took him away from goal but that ball hit the, he kicked it into the defender's hand in the box like that was that was a that yeah, was a handball that I, we could see that from the press box and then we looked at the replay it was I, should have been a handball I don't know if the ref saw that and decided it was a case of ball to hand or if he just didn't see it. Or what they did there, yeah. but then another one I'm thinking of. Uh, well, VAR didn't step in, and we know VAR is like spotless. Yeah. They they don't make any mistakes, so yeah. they didn't step right. in. So yeah, we can be sure that one was correct. Sarcastic. They yeah. did that right. <laughs> well, and I, there, everyone was going down really easy tonight, and Felipe went down pretty easy at one point, and then and he did it in the box, and then a couple minutes later. Had an amazing split two defenders and got dragged down, and because he went down so easy a minute before that, the ref didn't give him this call. Yeah. And now, do you remember that play I'm talking about? I, that yeah. was a penalty. Absolutely. That was a penalty. That he one, it. I I would agree. I think there is at least one penalty that was missed by the ref, maybe two. It was, you know, inconsistent because I remember thinking in the first five minutes of the game, like, wow, this ref is getting all these fouls correct. He's yeah. he's calling a good game so far, and then it it, it, it was all over the place. It was. Yeah. So everyone on the team, I'm going to go ahead and say everyone played bad except for two players. There were only two that looked decent. 
Who? And I'm and it's not Gerso. I'm gonna still say Gerso played bad. The goal is amazing. Mm-hmm. But he's still Gerso and just so like Yeah. yeah. I, so his sure. crosses were very poor tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think of one where he had I think it was shallow. It was either shallow or Rubio streaking into the box, wide open. It would have been a goal, and then his cross just goes back to the top of the box. It was, uh, yeah. It's it's kind of like the referee. Gerso is maddeningly inconsistent sometimes. He's maddening. Maddening. Oh my gosh, he is. He's like so clever and so fun. You just look at every time he gets the ball, it's like, oh, he's going to do something crazy, and then he messes it up. Mm hmm. Except for this one play tonight. Mm-hmm. Which was incredible. And it really was. He deserves all the credit in the world. Mm-hmm. But again, he did it. And I'm like, I like didn't even cheer. I like put my hands up in the air. Like, well, well, do he... that every game. Why can't you do that all the time? <laughs> oh, there was a good comment and response. Uh, it was uh, our own Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike, if he could do that every game, he wouldn't be in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And... Again, in a little fairness, I mean, I mean, Russell does that a lot too. He will try to dribble through two defenders and then get totally stuffed. And then every, you know, at first it was like every game he'd like at least do it once and break through. And then it was like every other game and like every third game because uh, they kind of figured him out a little bit maybe or he was tired or whatever the reason is. But he was doing that a lot. Like he would just get through two defenders and have a shot or a cross. And but now he's not doing it, and people still love him. So Gerso doing it, it just seems like the final product when he does do it. Yes, is a little weak at times. But that last, it's the one last touch that's always with him. Yeah, it, and sometimes it'll be spectacular, and majority of the time it won't. Although I, I want to, I want to see the one that you were talking about because I remember one that he did that I thought that there was two, there was, should have been two runners into the box. The shallowy was going towards the back post, and there should have been somebody else running in. It should have either been Rubio or Gutierrez. Uh, I just were... don't remember the positioning, so I don't. I if that, if that's the one I'm thinking of, that would have been in the second half. There were just sometimes that that he frustrated me. There were like some, you know, everyone was passing poorly tonight, and that was a problem. But then he also had some like really dumb and really lazy fouls. Like I thought he should have been yellow carded. For persistent infringement after like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I won't argue that one. Yeah. So who was the two players you thought played okay? Yeah, finally we'll get around to that. Um the the two the <laughs> two teenagers. Yeah. Busio and Lindsay. Lindsay was the only one that looked good the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Vermees said it in the in the post game press conference. That he was like, I wish I would have put him in sooner. I wish I would have put Busio in sooner. The second he got in there, you could tell the things were a little more lively. Mm-hmm. And something I liked about him tonight was he was um, like, it didn't look like there was any bit of nerves at all. Like he was like asking for the ball, like mm-hmm. like asking for passes with like dudes all around him. Like you know, he was pres- he was wanting the ball at his feet in you know in traffic, and he seemed he seemed confident. It was lively. Mm-hmm. He is, and he's got that ability. Um, he's just got to get used to that that speed. I mean, he, he you know he said yeah the, the speed's faster and mm-hmm. he gets used to it a little bit in training. But there's nothing like actually being in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm wondering now if Verm- if he will be a quicker option for Vermes now. One just for his own development. If if uh, catching him to the speed is really what he's needing to adjust to the level, then 
get him in now and yeah. get him to that level as quickly as possible because he's got the talent. I'm. That's where I'm at with all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, if these players are that good, throw them in there. Yeah. I don't want this to happen. I don't want another Eric Palmer Brown to happen where he this bright potential star of ours and he played like four times in a sporting Kansas City uniform. Mm-hmm. It was more than that. Yeah. But he, what is Peter's uh, main job for today is to win, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Development is oh, obviously high priority, but your number one job as a coach is to win today, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a difficult balance. I'm you know, I'm being a Burmese apologist maybe here, but with EPB he had Beasley and Opara in front of him all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, and then there was a combination of every time he went off to play for the U.S. he came back hurt. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of times where he wasn't even available to play. People were complaining that he wasn't getting playing time, but that's why he wasn't getting playing time. Yeah, and. Yes, he can be a beast, and I think he will be in the U.S. mix in the future for sure. Yeah, I wasn't um, blaming anyone really. I understand that the EPB was just kind of a, just a really unfortunate mm-hmm. situation for yeah, all of those. It sounded reasons. like you were blaming injuries him, so and all that. Yeah. Him. No, yeah, I'm just saying I don't want that to happen again. And like. Mm-hmm. I love MLS so much. This league is awesome, but I also understand that, like, actually, where it's at, and if, and if Busio is that good and Jalen Lindsay is that good, then get him out there regularly. Well, yeah, I think Lindsay is that good. There's no doubt. Okay, to me, there's absolutely no doubt. Lindsay deserves to be starting right now. Okay? Busio might need another year. <laughs> Seth is one of the greatest players to play for this team and I don't I don't mean as great as in like you know the most talented or anything but he gave it his all he was super Seth is great I have smart. no qualms with that Love Sinovic right If you have qualms with the sentence Seth Sinovic is great then don't add us <laughs> Go ahead and add that Cody though <laughs> Yeah um, <laughs> I normally I'm normally like all for it You got you got some qualms with what we say come at us but I don't even want to hear it on that one But so but the the reality is Seth is not what he was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you've looked at Vermees's history with Seth, he's always been like trying to find the replacement for Seth. It's whoever it's been, okay? Um his whole time Lobato, Madranda, uh yeah, I know there's somebody else in there yeah. too. Who's the Canadian guy a couple years ago? Marcel de Jong. Yeah, yeah de Jong. there's been so many. Okay. So many. And they they all come in and they just don't defensively do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And Seth isn't offensive, okay? I mean, he's got the couple key goals in his life, but he's not Mr. Offense. Mm-hmm. But he was the steady Eddie, as, there, as Peter called him so many times. But Lindsay is also good defensively mm-hmm. and offensively, and he's playing on the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah, and Vermeer's talked about this in the post-game, conference, uh, post-game press conference that – you know, Lindsay is doing all this on the wrong side, on his weaker foot. If yeah. you, if you know, he, he was really just supposed to be a backup to Zussi this yeah. year, and he's done really well on the left side. And you know, uh, whenever he takes Zussi's spot, I think we're going to be in for a real treat um, for, for the next few, few seasons. Sorry, Graham, you're on the way out. If yeah. we can, if he can stay in Kansas City, yeah, that's true. Well, he's signed through 2021. 2022. If someone wants him, they will get him. They have money. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that money. But can they figure out how to spend it? 
This is the question that. That's always the question. This is always the mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Well, I think about this. When is the last time that Sporting KC made a big summer transfer signing? It really summer? is summer. Yeah. Because they really, really, they don't. We get all hyped up for summer, and then it, nothing ever really happens. I, I remember Roselle was a midsummer signing, but oh, he yeah. didn't. But he didn't. He played a little bit. That was what 2012. Whatever year it was. Yeah, whatever year it was. You know, he didn't really start till the next year. And Peters brought in the Rubio was a summer signing. Yeah. Um, the young DP. low level former Barcelona Academy guys, Jordi Cantilla. Jordi and, was mid season. Um oh what was the other guy? Before the oh, hold year on. before Jordi. Uh oh no. <laughs> Wait. Before Jordi. Was it Alex Martinez? No, 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 no. That he was drafted. Oh, he he, he no, was there was another Barcelona B guy. Yeah. There it is. Now I lost it. I lost his face now. I can't see it anymore either. Jordi Cantilla and sort of an M. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um. Mm. Let's see here. Well. Marcel. Mike. No. Mario. Ben's looking it up. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like just stalling and trying to like. <laughs> well, you weren't stalling that. is the problem. <laughs> I wasn't doing it well. <laughs> you were attempting. We'll, we'll edit this in post. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking this dude's name is gonna like come out of my mouth. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know. I that's why I was thinking that too. But anyway, that's been the big summer signings. Has been these former Barcelona midfielders who came in and we thought, oh wow, he shows like some really talent, and then doesn't really like the next year he gets released in the, in the summer window. It is. And the it's next like guy. always the next year. Um. So I mean, the same thing happened with both those guys. Oh, Lobato was a summer signing too. Yeah, yeah. Lobato's actually, I, I think Lobato's a good signing. He's a lot of people hated him last year, but he's again, he's just got to be not injured. This is why we should do the podcast live at times. Oh, because there are people that are watching this that know the player that we're talking about, and they can't help us. Lobato played at La Masia. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. If you'd have read the articles on the Blue Testament, there was this <laughs> article that some guy wrote about how Ilya knew him there. Uh-huh. He played with Ilya. I, I, I don't get the, I don't get that website up in Chicago. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I cannot find this player. If I start pulling it up on my phone and I find it, <laughs> whoa! <Do> we, <laughs> lights just dim in here. They're telling us to leave. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably tired of us just stalling to find this guy's name. Mm-hmm. No, there right. have been power surges in this building, and I think that's what that was. The other day, the there was a power surge, and all, all seven stations, all six stations went off the air at the same time, and the alarms were going off, and it was madness. It's probably got to be like pretty frightening for whoever like you know is in charge of that stuff here. Yeah, there are people because they're all their offices are like down the hallway, so people were just like hauling ass around here. All right, so anyway, the question about being a big summer signing, no, there's not really been a big summer signing that's made an impact that year. Mm -hmm. But the problem is there wasn't one in the winter season for forward other than than Kyrie, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, is that good enough? Is it not? And where sporting's at right now, 
they've they've brought in guys who I think have been defenders who played a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's not been a real mid, uh, summer signing. Yeah, but that's the problem is that's when the guy the big guys are free. Yeah, I remember Colin was his summer signing. Was he? Yeah, because he came on and uh, scored the game winner in his debut against Houston. I remember oh, yeah. that game. Um, I miss him. I do too. Maybe he can be our backup. You liked Casey. He did. Okay, do we have any more positives from this game? The weather was really nice. The weather was nice. There you go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Was I the press box food good this time? I was no. I was never up there. What was it? Oh, it was fried chicken and fried something. chicken and purple potatoes. I'm not complaining. I was okay. That was free food. I'm not complaining. It's free food, but also bring back the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now racist free. Yeah, Antonio Davale. Oh, Davale. <laughs> I found it first on my phone. I gave you guys both a long head start. I, I stopped find it first looking. on my phone. I stopped looking. What was? What did you search for? What was your search? Sporting Kansas City roster 2014. Oh, well, you knew the year. There you go. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I kept typing in Sporting KC, Barcelona B, that's La Masia. Was... <laughs> yeah. All you had to do was look up the roster, man. That there was easy. So was he a summer signing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so they signed people. Yeah, but he didn't do much. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The summer signing window, uh, Vermees history is not good with that. I mean, I'm again. I'm kind of always a Vermees defender, but his summer signing window mm-hmm. is it has little to no impact that year. Right. Maybe it does the next year. Yuri Roselle, mm-hmm. Lobato, hopefully. Uh, that's not. There's not a whole lot of other ones that I can think of off the top of my head. So we've talked about how he won't. The Vermees is not going to reach that point and say, "Screw it, I need. I'm just going to sign someone." Mm-hmm. If he's not sure about it, or if he thinks it'll waste money, he won't do that. But will an owner or someone get to the point and be like, "Peter, waste our money"? I think he's been told that already. I quite honestly think he has been told that almost exact phrase, like "Go spend our money." Mm-hmm. He's been told you do not need to be frugal. Yeah. Now he can't maybe go spend twenty million dollars, okay? He well, can't go spend Atlanta. But don't they have that money? They do. I mean, how Cerner's m- got that money, man. Yeah. yeah. How they, they all- have that money, but they're also not stupid. They're not going to throw twenty million dollars every year at sporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? not every year. They're going to throw not every year, like five or six million, or however much they threw at Michael Bradley when they made that offer. They are making when that they offer. Claimed to have made that offer. I, think I they believe did. they made that offer. Yeah. But I believe that they made the offer knowing he wouldn't take it. <laughs> Why would they know he wouldn't take it? Because someone else was going to pay more. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's... But you don't know they're going to pay more until you make that offer and somebody tops it. I think they knew what they were doing. Although I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't like him. Now we'd have public enemy <laughs> number one on the yeah. national team on our team. Mm-hmm. Well, He's still very good, though. I like, I like Bradley's yeah. game. Yeah, I, I kind of feel... Probably a good thing that both Bradley and Altidore are playing half their games outside of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably fine with that. Yeah. You play soccer in Canada, you're in the witness protection program. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of like playing in Houston. Nobody knows you're there. 
Okay. No more. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something to end positively. It was nice to see all of you in person. Yes. We had Ben here. Ben, very good to have you here. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice night. Lucio, Lindsay. Ben, yeah, say um, something prophetic. You were trailing off. Actually, say something prophetic. Uh, my camera, I'm happy with it still. Oh, yeah. Did you figure out how to send pictures yet? No, I've not even tried yet. That's my. That's the only thing I care about. That's the number one thing I want, so we can get speed. We got pictures at halftime to post. Well, you you want pictures at halftime? There's an easy solution for that. We're gonna get the IG built up. You want you want pictures at halftime? Come down, grab a card from me, put it into the computer, load them on the computer. We don't have to do that anymore. You got a Wi-Fi on. But then you can take all of them. Yeah, but now you can. I bet there's. I bet it's so easy on that thing. I bet right when you take a picture, I bet there's like one button that you push. It's like send or like share to Google Drive or something. I bet it's so easy. I think there is. I just don't know how to do it yet. I'm excited for this camera. <laughs> we spot. Did you show up late? We were looking for you. Me and Ben yes. were looking for you. You were late. I was. Uh huh. Gotcha. <laughs> there's no catching me if i admit it yeah i didn't sneak in like oh my god cody might have noticed i was late <laughs> now all of our listeners know that you're not on time would you like to know why i was late yeah because we had a memorial service for my mother-in-law who Aww. died a week ago well then no i didn't <laughs> you asshole to... cody you should... <laughs> god <laughs> We uh, set it for two to five, but people were still there crying until about seven something. You sound <laughs> salty about that. But people were there. They had they all they had the audacity to be crying at this funeral. Well, they stayed two hours late. <laughs> okay. Well, on the uh, funeral note, we're gonna so, end it. Seems seems appropriate. Do you feel bad now, Cody? <laughs> no, because you wanted to shame, say it. shame, <laughs> I you shame. You can shame me for the sake of good radio. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. Um, do we still want to end on a positive? No. We let's end on the funeral. That makes sense. Okay. Fitting for the game and the form of sporting KC currently. Mm-hmm. Do we have like a funeral dirge you can play at the end instead of the normal? <laughs> no, ours is it's still fitting. The outro is very fitting. Yes, Except, it is. Except when the liquor store closes at eleven PM. <laughs> <laughs> See, all every nothing worked out. The team couldn't play. Liquor store wasn't open. Freaking Kansas. Freaking Kansas. Freaking Kansas City sporting. Okay, Ben, are you going to visit again anytime soon? Probably Thanksgiving, Christmas. We can talk about how uh, we're not okay. signing anyone in the winter transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Or how we're gearing up for MLS Cup. How about that? Okay, I like it. Yeah. All right. I will come back for MLS Cup. There we go. Now, one, another one of the questions person asked on Twitter, Vermees out, which wasn't really a question, but it was Vermees out, question mark. Of course. So it's a question. Is he in danger if this continues? Oh, no. They could have another year. He could not sign anyone. They could lose in the first round of the playoffs, and he will absolutely be there next year. I feel like we'd get more discontent from the ownership more public i think yes probably yeah like i don't know i guess Rob, rob's not part of i mean he rob's still a owner he's just not any 
Rob's an owner, not the CEO or president right. or whatever title that is. He's with the other part. Yeah, he steps is, back. Yeah. So I, the, I only, feel, uh, the only thing you really hear from Rob anymore is that beer corners open. That's true. That's really the that's only. That's all I need, though. Mm-hmm. That's all I need from him. When beer yeah. corner is closed, that's when we know Vermis <laughs> is in trouble. But but we used to get rumors from Rob. Okay, we're talking to some guy in Europe. Yeah. You know that yeah. stuff. And the team didn't like that, and that's why he doesn't do it anymore. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, he's had him removed. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll hope to have you back again, Ben. I hope to be back. Thank you for having me on. We'll see. Yeah, it, you can't come back if they're going to be losing, though. That's true. Let's see. You're but the, the last game I was at before this one was covering the game in Chicago where they came back and won. So maybe I just need to go to away games. Ooh, Wayne Rooney. Man. We got I got highlights on ESPN here in the studio. Wayne Rooney got all bloodied up. You guys see that? Oh, no. Oh yeah. He had an easy goal though. He was going against some guy named Tim Howard. <laughs> oh man. Too easy to score on TV these days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Until next week, probably. Yeah, we, we should have something. Then you gotta do Ali's wood. Okay. Woo! Go sporting. <laughs> <laughs> Just been sent off Some part of strong and long Come stop my fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking Give me a of whiskey When I'm gin Anything to shake this But I'm in My fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking Yeah.